So welcome to this 50 minute of experience. Today I'm with Melanie Isaka, based in London. Welcome to this podcast. Hi, um, thank you for inviting me. Um, so uh, as you know, uh, I would like uh, to ask you if you can introduce a bit of yourself, then we can uh, just talk a bit. Okay, great. Um, so I'm, I live in London. Um, I'm a photographer, also visual artist, um, image maker. Um, I've just graduated from the RCA um, in photography. So trying to figure out what I'm doing after um, as a graduate now. Yeah, I've seen that your work is really experimental and uh, uh, I like a lot, I have to say. Uh, I'm just struggling right now with your website to understand how to, if uh, I can go inside of a project uh, uh, to watch uh, better. But <laughs> it's it's really nice, the website, but uh, it's complicated to understand. And, uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I think about you. Um, the website at the moment is a um holding page so it's actually it's just a page that like just shows bits of my work it doesn't actually go anywhere so awesome. at the bottom it should say like full site coming soon or something like that um oh uh, yeah 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 it's a full site but, soon yeah. yeah um yeah. so my friends are kindly like helping me build it from scratch and so we're just like having fun kind of like building it from scratch and like exploring and experimenting with what we can do yeah. with my work online so as a, you work uh, uh, with, uh, we can say, uh, not only photography, no? So yes. your work is more uh, based on the experimentation, even on uh, the textile that I want to say, like this work in blue I've seen now, no? And can you tell me more about that? Uh, and uh, how did you begin to start this work? Yeah, so um, my work is very experimental and has always been a um, analog practice. So I'm interested in print and like printed media. Um, I'm a, uh, my work, I normally like do photographs um, of, I normally take photographs of people um, and do like a lot of portraiture, but I'm also interested in like screen printing, let, like letterpress, um, all of those things. So during COVID, when we, kind of got stuck at home I was like thinking of the things that I had um available to me at home and I was interested in like taking portraiture but I was the only one there to like take photographs of and so the idea of self-portrait became very paramount to me and I wanted to know how to photograph myself in an interesting way that I'm interested in looking at so I was and I wasn't very interested in taking a picture of myself as I was, because then it meant what kind of gestures or expressions do, would I like want to share with myself at a later point. 
because a lot of like my work has been very much about documentation and um, archive and like archives and this idea of like capturing some type of like authenticity whereas like if you do like a lot of like self-portraits or either um, recreations of like stereotypes or presenting oneself as being happy or sad often in a, a very authentic way in a sense that like that moment could be that moment is you can experience those emotions but after that you might not actually like experience that again or you might not want that to be like the permanent um the permanent way that you want to be seen as i hope that makes sense so i was interested yeah yeah it's it's a it's a, a really particular work i have to say and uh, um I like this expression of movement and uh, I like the idea self-portrait yourself like that uh, but I'm asking uh, uh, also to myself uh, um, why that fit uh, in a way for you and uh, not something else and uh, what could be something else I mean uh, this kind of work you can go on for years and uh, yeah, in a way can be repetitive or not, but uh, uh, I'm asking to myself, uh, uh, what does it mean for you to self-portray yourself? I mean, why? The, where start that, that uh, feeling from what exactly? Yeah, so I think that at least for me, I document a lot of people and I, I'm the person who's like always who always has a camera and I'm constantly photographing my friends and family because I want to make sure that the moments that we spend are like um are documented but I find that like within those moments when I'm looking back on those images I'm missing in them because I'm the one behind the camera and so therefore I was thinking in those in that like in the last two years of when we had to spend a lot of time on our own in lockdown um, at various degrees. This idea of like marking, or at least like marking my own presence and being visible within like my own space. Like I was what I was like making work in my house or in my room. And sometimes I felt personally that like I didn't know who I was or like how I felt when I wasn't with other people. And so like when I do, when going back to like looking at pictures of friends and family and those moments, like the sheer knowing that I can remember what was said or like what things felt like in that moment, I was very content with, but I also felt like, well, if I died that day, I wouldn't have any actual images of myself for others to look at. And then it, and then for me, it becomes a question of if I'm making images of me, what um, what do I want people to remember of me? Or what do I want to, and this idea of like locating myself within my work, um, how, if I have like a stray representation of myself, just a picture of my, like a photograph, of, when I say stray photograph of me, I mean, just like how you see me now. I felt like it was boring to me because I could take one or two and I've taken like five, um, a couple, which once I took them, I got bored of. Whereas when I started making the photograms or like 
the cyanotypes, they require like time, um, this idea of like actually taking up space within my room or like within spaces and actually marking my presence in a different way that was hard to ignore, even if I could like fold it up and put it away. Um, and for me, I also like found I was interested in the other ways of mark making. So if you look at my work, when you're actually my work, you can see like my skin texture or like my hair follicles or like, and I found that those at that moment and also now is a better representation of me and like what I'm interested in than um, the kind of traditional portraiture. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I was asking that to myself because in a way when, uh, I mean, uh, can be a self-portrait even if you shoot the landscape, doesn't matter that. Yeah. Uh, photography in any way is, uh, is a way to self-portray ourselves even if we work for others and it's uh, uh, really difficult to put off our subconscious from the picture we do it I mean uh, everything uh, is there is a structure of what we are and um, but but uh, you said yeah uh, uh, you want in a way uh, that people remember of you and uh, when I watch at pictures, in a way, I, I I see you, but I don't see you. No, let's let's do it that. I watch at your picture. I watch at your face now, and uh, uh, I can, uh, uh, in a way, uh, fix your images, your face. That something is uh, practically, most of the time, uh, the most unique part of us. No, that people can uh, remember of us. Uh. I fix your image of the portrait in my mind and uh, associate uh, the word so then your name your surname and your work with your face uh, in this case uh, if someone watch at only the images without uh, discovering who you are without asking to themselves uh, who you are and uh, to searching your face to searching uh, your other work let's let's just go to the um, picture itself no what what do you think they discover then i think that i when i'm making work i have a separation of what i want to see within the work or like what i'm feeling because i love my work and also having the separation between me as an artist making work for myself and then allowing other people to participate in the viewing or the experience of my work. And I find that I separate that because there are a lot of things within my work that no one's ever going to understand. And I'm okay with that because I'm still also trying to understand it as well. And I don't want myself to be fixed. And I think that like you use the word, this idea of like portraiture and like having someone's face as a fixed image of who they are and um i didn't want that because i don't think the identity and personality and all those things are fixed and so and also just like my face right now in two years time i'm gonna look slightly different and i'm constantly growing and changing and i think that making portraiture that allows this room for change and like this room of kind of is instability 
is exciting to me because it allows that a person or people are not one thing but multiple at least for me so therefore with the sign with the cyanotype i'm using i laid on a fabric for let's say half an hour and then i use that same fabric to make multiple images and all those multiple images because i go back and intervene with the work at different periods of my time period of time they kind of become like a story or a narrative which isn't um, particularly linear but they show this idea of like multiplicity that i'm interested in and then also if another if like my audience or, an, or like someone sees the work they don't need to tether it to me i don't mind because they're never going to know who i am unless we have a conversation yeah and yeah like with other portraits like with traditional poetry there's this illusion that you know a person because of this intimacy that they allow but you really don't you have yeah you can like know where they're from by like let's say i'm a black woman so uh, that doesn't mean anything i mean today today it's uh, it's uh, practically yeah you, you cannot really recognize where someone come from i mean yeah. it, uh, it's something yeah, I, but you can yeah, have an idea you know, uh, let's say um for, we use for example usa it's i think uh, uh, a good country to, to talk about that no yeah, uh, yeah. in usa uh, there was uh, pro probably domination from every country in the world <laughs> And uh, every person of the world in every country, in a way or another, moved there. Okay, so it's a really a mix. Uh, and uh, if we want to count also the uh, the tribal people who was living there before, so then uh, we cannot really have uh, um, an idea of what is the representation of an American. So in this case, in your case, for example, I don't know if he was born uh, in the UK or not. And I mean, this doesn't give me information to, to say something or to think something. And it uh, uh, doesn't matter if you're black, if you're uh, white or what else, uh, other color. <laughs> I mean, the shades of the color of the skin are changing uh, um, really uh, in many different ways. And then I don't know what does it mean. Uh, to call someone black or white because uh, it's stupid for me because yeah there are no white people and there are no black people if you want to really uh, talk about uh, uh, shades and colors but yeah uh, but that's sorry i just want to like kind of intervene there because even if it is irrelevant whether there are actually like scientifically no difference between races politically there is and I think that it becomes besides the point if we're going to be like, oh, everyone's kind of from from different places and we know that people are from different places, but we still make these assumptions or at least like in my experience meeting people, most people assume I'm African be because I look African because I'm black. Right. I understand you. Yeah, I'm Italian, but I look also Arabish, uh, so Arab or uh, from Turkey or where else, no? Yeah. And, and yeah, most of the time when they say to me, are you Arab? Are you Arab? Or, or there are really Arab people come to me and speak in Arabish. In, yeah, they're directly, I don't know them, no. 
and uh, yeah, they think I'm Arab. It's okay for me. I mean, it's um, uh, I mean, it, uh, even if uh, uh, happened in my life to experience some uh, racial uh, thing, uh, I mean, it's okay. It's uh, it's. Um, I think the racism starts to to or the racism, and even if we are not talking about racism, but more about stereotypes. The stereotypes are uh, um, the knife of uh, the people that not to talk about other things. I mean, people are not uh, uh, really interested to wider themselves, to open their mind. And uh, uh, in general, uh, in my experience, uh, a person uh, opened at least two books more <laughs> in the life never talked about stereotypes in any case i mean not uh, not only about people but even also about uh, other things so i think it's, it's uh, just a point of view for sure we have, we live uh, I, uh, so we want to say that we live in a world uh, full of uh, stupid people it's sure and uh, that's uh, another reason why the photography and especially contemporary art photography is really difficult to solve the, today and not only about to sell but uh, even to explain <laughs> to the people but uh, um, i think uh, uh, we are also in a world development in a way so that uh, the degree of uh, the people's stupidity is going <laughs> a bit more uh, smarter because they are in a way or another obligated to to inform themselves or in a way or another, they are um, obligated also from uh, uh, the uses uh, they are now uh, in our society, in every society. So like, uh, for example, even using a smartphone, um, that something uh, in the 90s was probably for nerd, today it's uh, normal things. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I personally think that it's easy to say or like very kind yeah it's easy to say that people are stupid because but really people aren't and also as an artist or like as a at least i study graphic design and about um marketing and the fact that like people um artists a lot of artists use signifiers and we like use imagery that has already been built up for us because i can make like for example my some of my work is red now I know that if someone else sees the color red, they'll have like associations with it because we've all lived in a society where red means something and blue means another. And so even if people are not interrogating what that means for them, when I say people, I mean the audience, those things still matter and those things are still relevant. And I don't think that to call an audience like I think the like to call an audience kind of like silly or like stupid is kind of um it, bel it belittles them but then it also belittles your work too because sometimes you don't need an it, sometimes it just can be whatever someone sees of your work and how they apply to themselves and I think that like there should be room to basically be like this might not be what the artist intended but i can place myself within that work and have value in there and i don't think that that's what you were trying to say but i think that like that can be a conversation that makes it a little bit more interesting than just to be like 
well let's just leave those behind like other people behind because they might not be have been as educated as you are yeah it's not about uh, uh, they are not educated because it's not about education i think uh, education is a word come from uh, not a really nice uh, stage uh, uh, education come from it's a word so uh, that uh, uh, basically come et- etymologically from uh, uh, giving a, a lesson in a really bad way education is come more from uh, uh, the animal way in the farm to, to treat the animal and uh, it's not about education i think it's about uh, curiosity and uh, uh, i mean it's, it's if you are curious it doesn't matter if you have an education or not it's uh, you are searching and you don't stop yourself in front of one answer you search and you search you search and you search and um, the point is uh, even if we have an education we can say today every country has an education as an education to become a slave of the system if we want to think about because yeah if you just think about how many hours you have to stay in the school it's uh, the same kind of hours you have to stay in the office and what uh, you are going to study is the same things that prepare you in a way or another to get slavery from uh, your boss so if we would really uh, in a way talk about uh, um, same director to everyone we had to destroy the system we are living actually in and uh, to go to what you said uh, uh, yeah for sure it's it's uh, important to talk about and not to to say yes stupid or not uh, i mean this is the easiest way to talk about that but um, not everyone has the same opportunity probably and uh, not everyone won't have the same opportunity i mean i have many friends that then even if they was with me most of the time in uh, many different occasions talking about uh, particular things they was not interested about they were much more interested to to watch i don't know um soccer player no and uh, just stay there i never was interested but yeah there are people interested in that and uh, i i don't blame them for that but uh, in, in a way or another they also won't not be aware of what is outside of them uh, little world and in a way this is stupid because you don't want to be aware of what is uh, uh, the real world outside of you yeah but i also find that i think i have a problem with labeling that as stupid especially when some people have i think people should be able to choose what they have interest in and if they're not interested in what you or i are interested in that does not make them less inte- like not even intelligent but like worthwhile to do whatever they pursue and we all all live in a bubble i think like i live in a very artistic bubble like everyone around me is interested in art and then i've got like a few friends who are not who like who that we basically have nothing in common other than we've grown up in the same way like let's say family members and stuff um but everyone has a bubble and i think that sometimes like for me personally, like I make work that makes me uncomfortable and I'm like engaged in like discourses and like subject matter that does like 
it's not very nice or it's not even that it's not very nice but like sometimes can be considered unproductive and can lead to like nihilism but that doesn't really like that's my choice to do that and it's also like and there are like people who like are able to cope with their lives and however like society has brought us up because you like when you were talking about education and how like we're almost educated in a way that allow uh, makes us go from school to work in from a nine to five and be content with that and a lot of us aren't really content with that and a lot of people don't succeed in that mold but there are those who do and I don't think it's great but yeah it is and and then also those are not the people that I'm interested in having a conversation with because um, and um, yeah, and those are not the people that I'm interested in having conversation with because I don't think I'm going to learn anything from that. But then I might. Uh, yeah, I, th I think you, uh, I mean, in my, in my experience, I, I learn a lot from people who are doing totally different life than me. And uh, even if, uh, I mean, I always say, I think it's interesting uh, even to talk with someone is in front of the TV every day on the sofa in the fucking same sofa for 24 hours watching the TV stupid stuff. In a way or another, they are accumulating something. And in a way or another, what they are doing is um, a matter of what happened before in their life. And uh, there is a lot to discover. Um, I mean, in a way or another, uh, I don't judge any kind of interest but uh, the interest most of the time come from uh, uh, even uh, um, our past solution or what kind of solution uh, was provided to us from our parents or people who was around us during our grooving so uh, talking about i mean it's it's, it's a totally a talk about uh, um, uh, what happened before to say what uh, uh, we are now and um, but to go uh, in what we was talking before exactly was about stereotypes and uh, um, I got your point I got your point because yeah I can also imagine that uh, in a way or another you want to communicate that because there is uh, um, in a way or another uh, the, the still the stereotype topic uh, I think also in London and uh, I wanted to ask you uh, particularly uh, how is the feeling to be, uh, I don't want to say an artist, but a uh, um, photographer or a person in London? Um, I think that's a very hard question. Um, <laughs> it's a very hard question, which I don't think I have an answer for, other than like, I'm just me. Um, and... I think it's fun like to live in London is amazing and as an artist there's a lot of diverse content and like artists and also spaces that you can engage in and so therefore there are a lot of artists and sometimes that can be like sad but then it's also like because you kind of feel like you can get like drowned in the noise of like just so many artists making great work but then also there is a kind of unity and like a home in that, like a comfort in knowing that there are people making and like creating and 
Yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but I think it's very hard to be like to really answer that question, especially when I've never known anything different. Um, I've always lived in London. Yes. Um, where, where, where you would love uh, to, I don't know, explore yourself, explore uh, your art, your communication, if you have, I don't know, an occasion to move somewhere else? Um, I really enjoy traveling and I've like traveled to a lot of, well, a lot of countries. I haven't actually been to Asia, but I've been to most like America, um, a lot of the European countries and Africa as well um so personally like so i'm half ghanian half nigerian so i'd love to like spend more time in ghana um and just kind of try to i think like when you live in a, at least for me when i live i was born in ghana but moved to the uk when i was young and grew up here and so a lot of things that i've known about ghana has always been secondhand and through books and through people telling stories of what it was like to grow up there and whenever i go and visit because i'm only there for a period like two weeks or so it's never re and also i'm viewed as still being a tourist um so i think it'll be really interesting to see what it feels like to actually live in um live in ghana for a bit but then i also have don't think i can live there for a very long time because of the pace of the lifestyle there um yeah yeah i can't even i can't imagine i mean i have so many friends from ghana and also from nigeria and i know the situations uh, also i said niger not nigeria yeah yeah i mean i was saying in general I have, and uh, yeah from also rwanda i have some friends from rwanda so and uh, I, many different places in africa are I think totally cool, but in, a, in a, another way, it's also totally difficult to live there. Uh, and um, yeah, something uh, I think uh, slowly, in, yeah, in the past 30 years, I mean, it's going uh, on better, but uh, yeah, I think I need other 50 years at all, uh, at least other. Uh, 30, 50 years to, to get, I mean, in a way uh, that uh, we are here in Europe, uh, even because uh, the difficulties is uh, uh, because we are in cities uh, that they were already developed uh, in the Middle Age. Uh, and this is the, the, the point. So, I mean, the, even in Asia, where uh, it was nothing, for example, Saigon, I want to say, you no, know, that 30 years ago there was nothing <laughs> now. There are, are a bigger because yeah uh, because of uh, the interest of other people. Yeah, but I guess I wasn't specifically speaking as to the infrastructure, just as more as someone who's lived in London for like twenty, um, like twenty plus years, and like in terms of education and the way that like you're brought up in. The town that you're from i personally don't think i can see myself living outside of that like i've lived in other places for three months or so but i've always like considered that as i'm just there for a second and i'm always going to come back to london because i'm still interested in like what london offers on like the kind of um and also being comfortable in london in a way that like I know like I can just walk up um get out of the house and walk for 12 hours and then go back home and 
in other places I do that too where like I enjoy walking and like I enjoy something called like psychogeography which is about like how your your psyche or like your mind is affected by the space that you live in and so I do like long walks and I find that like when I was in Ghana or like even in America sometimes just the idea of like going for a long walk it's foreign to people like um when I was in America every 10 20 minutes someone is stopping to ask me if I need a ride somewhere or when I was in Ghana people were just like tagging along and then they realize oh you're going for like a very very long walk and then you're like oh I'm bored now but like everyone wants to kind of accompany you whereas like in London and this is like just the smallest thing but that's the kind of under like things that I find to be interesting to me that I've never really experienced in another country before or like another town just because of how familiar I am with it. You have to come here in Berlin. I I, I move a deal in Berlin uh, because I like it to walk. I I was walking, walking really for 12 hours (laughs) and uh, I never, I always enjoyed and still today, I mean, uh, every day I go out two hours to go and shoot photography in the street and uh, yeah, walk really a lot. And enjoy a lot that because it's totally different from other country and uh yeah i have to see also uh, in london was nice to walk I, when i was there i was walking a lot uh but uh, uh i will say uh i cannot in a way imagine myself in london to work uh, as an artist because uh, it's so fucking expensive and uh, uh <laughs> i mean this is a fact you know yeah no it is but that's the thing is like it's for me it's already like that's normal like, yeah, I've been for 20 years. <laughs> yeah it's normal for you <laughs> but but the but the, the point is when you don't uh, when you come from another country and you feel it you feel how could be difficult for you to to invest in your heart i mean in the meantime do you do it totally hard or do you finance yourself in other ways um yeah so i work as a photographer so um i've got my personal practice which is the kind of work that you've seen and then i also work as a freelance photographer so i do like commercial shoots and um i mostly like work with galleries like doing installation shots or also like brands as well um to photograph or document whatever they need um yeah. something I, I i cannot see on your instagram or your uh, website so that uh, i'm asking you and, uh, yeah 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 because i never really like whenever it's be- i've never actually um put a lot of my work out before but because i went to like because I did my master's and we had a degree show and all those things happened, I had to make my work public or not like had to make it, but like it was very encouraged to make your work public. And so that's why I've become more present online. But yeah, before that, I've just basically been making work that I don't really share or making and also like working for other people, um, creating their images and creating their works. Yeah, I understand, I understand because I was doing the same Okay. So it was nice to talk with you, Melanie, and uh, it was really nice to meet you. Yeah. yeah I, hope, I hope to, to see the development of your website soon, then I can read also something more about your personal works and um, discover a bit. 
Yeah. I advise people listening this podcast to look at the uh, description with the link for uh, visit your links. And uh, I hope to talk with you maybe next year. Yeah, thank you very much for inviting me. It was such a great um, conversation that I had with you. So thank you so much. For, like, <laughs> no, it's really interesting to like be challenged and like have opposing thoughts and discourse. So that's really engaged. It's really nice to have that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nice for me too uh, to have a chat uh, with people and uh, yeah, and uh, don't focus too much on photography, but more on what is behind because I think what we are is especially what uh, we think and what we, we represent in photography is more what we think, what we will communicate. Yeah. I think with the voice we can uh, in a way or another touch some points that uh, usually we don't touch in, uh, in our shoots. So thank you again. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a nice day. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you want to learn more about us, you can visit the link allmylinks.com, Berlin Explorer, or our website, bxproject.com. And if you want to follow us, you can always get news from Instagram on our account, bxproject. Thank you again, and see you in the next episode.